Hey, what's going up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Infinity Boxer Watch. I am your Infinity Boy, the only side your boxman by and by Banana Man Brian. Hey, what's going on? Sure. Welcome back to the Infinity Boxer Watch, the show, the best show you've ever watched in your entire life. Um, this is the low key, and then rewatched. Yes, low key. Season 2, Episode 1, Podcast. We're going to talk about that. But first, as always, we're going to talk about news in the news, Brian. And before, we'll we'll talk about Marvel in a second. But we just finished our Star Wars. And there was some Star Wars news in in the news. (laughs) (laughs) And we couldn't stop laughing, as you could see, uh, how stupid it was. Uh, Guillermo del Toro recently had a Star Wars movie canceled and he finally was able to talk about it and he was like yeah man it was about the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt and Jesus Christ I think that would have been the worst thing of all time Uh, just absolutely no interest I would not have gone to see it Brian I think I would have made a hard line in the stands there. I would have been like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I would, I would have watched it on TV. I will admit that. But um, no, I don't think I could have gone to see this. Does anyone like Job of the Hut? I just would it have been a whole fucking movie of having to read because he doesn't speak. It's a whole um, like, that whole script. Yeah. What the fuck? How much CGI would you need to even do a full fucking job of the hut? Like, what the fuck? What were they thinking? Oh, I mean, a lot. They were just like, he hasn't been explored much. We can do whatever we want with him. I'm not But it's like... There's no lore for job of the hut that could interest fucking anyone. It would be the first star Wars movie that not one fucking person would go to see. I'm telling you right now, the box office would be zero dollars. Zero. I'm sure there's shit in the books about it, but like, I wouldn't read that book. Who cares? No. Job of the Hut was a fucking underlord boss that they tried to make look cool in like the Boba Fett series, but he wasn't. He was never cool. He died a very sad, choked death. He enslaved a woman. Like none of none. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see any of this. Yeah, no. Like, give me nightmares with no, the whole very, very good of his crap. Yeah, fucking get out of here. No one wants this. Uba, uba, tuba, Like, what, the what, whole movie of that? Get out of here. For two hours. I don't want it. I don't, oh, yeah, that would have been, like, fucking, would have been the same time as end. It would have been a mostly subtitled movie. It'd be like going to see a foreign Star Wars film. Yeah. No, not fucking interested. Zero buys. No buys. Not buying this shit. Thank God. At least they had the sense. Because someone had the sense to say we can we can scrap this. Hey man, I know we got Guillermo del Toro, but how about we fucking cancel this? Yeah. That's the conversation that happened. Ugh. And then fucking Filoni or whoever the fucks were on the show over there were just like, oh yeah, probably. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. No. Um. Now switching over to Marvel, 
there's some news about Spider-Man freshman year um, that we saw today. Uh, the voice of Spider-Man is going to be this. I did not pull up the article, but I'm just pulling this from memory. Um, so I don't have his name. But the same kid who does him in What If will be the Spider-Man freshman year voice, which is cool. Uh, I like that, you know, they've, they've kind of switched gears from it being um, his first year before becoming, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man in, in MCU canon to it kind of being a branch timeline and Norman Osborn becomes his uh, mentor instead of Tony Stark. So that's really cool. Still going to have Daredevil and Charlie Cox cool. in it. So that's dope. I'm looking forward to it. They're talking about it coming out next November. So a lot of uh, animation coming up next year, and that kind of makes sense to me uh, because, you know, if they already recorded the voice, all they got to do is the animation, and um, that's easier than, you know, the the live-action stuff, which, oh yeah, you know, they've, they have to absolutely stop doing that stuff, you know. You know, I'm, I'm going to try, but, like, I've I started watching Star Wars Rebels. I don't know. Animation is just tough for me to stick to. They ever check you for like ADD or anything? You know? No, because like I can watch live action. I can watch the most boring fucking shit for like four and a half hours. Oh, that's weird. Then I don't. You know, I don't. Ah, I don't get it. I don't know. Invincible was good. Yeah, Invincible's best. But yeah, I hope. Well, uh, ready, I hope you this got up. what if you got X Men ninety seven and you got Spider Man freshman year all seemingly coming in the next thirteen or fourteen months. Nice, about time. Yes, check that out. Uh, there was a report today uh, that Disney is going to as soon as the. Uh, Basically, they're like Ryan Reynolds, uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, what's his name, Hugh Jackman. Uh, as soon as this strike is over, uh, I'm going to need you the next day on set. Um, we're going to finish these movies. We're getting these movies out next year. We're not changing the date. Um, we really don't want to, so please don't make us. And they're prioritizing um, Captain America and uh, Deadpool 3. Uh, good. They should. Yeah. Just like I saw, like Netflix is prioritizing Stranger Things. Like, yeah, prioritize the shit we want to see. Yeah. And we know you have a million projects going on, but pump your brakes. Yeah. Like Daredevil can can wait a minute to get back to shooting. We'll have to do that right away. Right. Just fucking don't don't cold release fucking what is that fucking show? Uh, Echo. You know, just give it weekly. We'll be fine. Yeah. But they're still apparently... That's gotta be done, right? That's It is done, and it is supposed to come out still in January, and I just am still shocked that they're they're not gonna let it ride with how little content there they might have next year. Uh, that's live action, at least. So. Yeah. Like well, we said, we'll hear something live soon. Animation. Yeah, hopefully the, sh- the, the strike ends soon, and the writers are back at work. Um... Yeah, so it'd be good to get the the actors back working. But I guess it wasn't so simple. It's been like two weeks since the writer strike ended. So yeah, true. Yeah, crazy. 
And finally, Brian, in news in the news, uh, just perfect little segue into Loki here. Uh, officially, the second most watched premiere of any it did a huge number, ten point nine million viewers in the first three days of Loki. So the, basically, the weekend. Um, that's a huge number. Um, I've tr- I track some streaming some streaming yeah. numbers. I like to see like what's what's like popular on streaming. Uh, that's pretty huge. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about yeah. Loki. I think people are. Uh, it's a character that they know. It's it's not a new character, so people are super invested in him for fucking twenty something years. So it's really cool. Yeah, we needed a, a back to basics thing. Yeah. And I mean, the first season ended up being like one of the better shows that they've done. Um, uh, It's definitely one of the more interesting ones. Like I said last week, at first I was kind of like, oh, come on, you don't need to do multiple seasons of these shows. Because I kind of didn't want them to open the Pandora's box of like um, fucking Moon Knight season two. Don't know. Don't want to sit through that again. Um, Yeah. But it turns out, you know, this is super successful and it's super well liked and everyone loves it and it's cool and I'm into it. So I'm glad we got a season two of Loki. Um, even though at first I was like, it also oh, feels like the it, it feels like the show that has the most ties to the shit that's going on in the movies. Yes, and I think that's it's super important as well. Um, I think that um, this has a tie to a lot of things. Um, People think that this is going to tie directly into Deadpool uh, next year, so yeah, I think so too. Uh, they think the TVA is going to be a big part of that, so we'll, well see. They, the Deadpool thing is like that they're rewriting everything, right? Got rid of the Fox universe, yeah. finding all the Wolverines. Yeah. Um, I think there was a wasn't there a. Uh, a tweet of like the official like Miss Minutes account or whatever. And she was just like, I'm watching you, Deadpool. Now I could have just been yeah. a person with access to that account having too much fun, but I feel like that's crazy. Now I'm looking it up. Yeah, it, it'll tie in for sure. Yeah, I think so. Which finally They honestly, basically had already they already said they're doing like time travel stuff, so yeah. how could you not? With that said, let's talk about the episode. Brian, I love that it started off exactly where the first season ended. It did. And you know what? This one I actually did a rewatch. I watched it twice. You watched uh, this episode twice? You, Infinity Boxley, rewatched it? I did. Wow. I I felt like the first time I was a little distracted, so I had some time tonight, and I was like, let me throw it on again. Um. Yeah, literally right where we left off. Yeah. Like the recap basically went right into the beginning of the episode. Um Loki, you know, he is dealing with um with Mobius who does not recognize him and he's very confused about this. And uh he just basically has to run away because he's he's seen people get pruned, get captured. Um clearly Mobius is not uh, either not remembering him or from a different time, so he takes off, bolts, jumps right out of a window, causes this uh, you know, like tram or whatever, bust to crash right uh, right into the side of this building, 
And uh, we see, what's his face? Casey, I think it was his yes, name. Yes, Casey. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've seen this character before. We know him. He knows Loki. Um, this version does not. And we see a little bit of Loki doing some time slipping. So where his body is, just fucking yeah, yeah, torched. It was kind of it kind of reminded me of the Spider-Man glitching, uh, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, but here's my thing. Did you? I remember when we talked about the end of season one, we assumed, or at least I did, and I probably talked about it. Uh, I was like, "Oh, she Sylvie sent him to a branched timeline." Now we learn that this is not a branched timeline. She sent his body uh they explain this later in the episode they basically she sent his body slipping through time so he is now he's not in a branch timeline he's in the past um the the tva in the past which i thought was an interesting take uh and i did wonder if that was always the plan or if uh they changed it to be uh, a little time travel-y rather than um more branchy but I did enjoy uh, the mystery and the time traveling. It really brought me back to like my lost roots. I was like, oh, I love a, mis- yeah, I love I a mystery. I love a what timeline are we in? Where are we going? How does this affect? Yep. How does this affect the past? How does this affect the future? I thought those scenes were really cool. I liked them. And I think if you do this wrong, it can be really confusing. But the way they wrote it and made sure to show like the exact screen by screen image of the same room, yep. like snap from the past to the present, present to the future, whatever it was yep. um, really easy to follow. I like, like for people, who, I mean, I think if you're watching this, you're fine with time travel, but for people who are not, you know, as, uh, as used to watching shit like this and it gets a little confusing, like all of this multiverse stuff can, Yeah, I thought it was, Pretty well done. Easy enough to follow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we see versions of Mobius that we know and and don't know and know Loki and don't know Loki. And the ones that do know each other uh, meet up and go to meet uh, your guy, Obi. Yeah. Uh, he is, like, a fan favorite now. People already love him. I know, one and, episode. I mean, he had an episode title named after him. Yeah, and they said before the series came out that like he steals the uh, the show, so I'm yeah. sure this won't be the last of them. Um, but he is a, a TVA technician, and you know he's talked to uh, Mobius for hundreds of years, and he identifies this time slipping and talks about branching timelines. And he says it's, it's he introduces not possible them to, to do it in the TVA too, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of times they're like, this can't happen. Well, it is. And they're like, all right, so we just have to deal with it. Um, so yeah, he, he mentions this, this temporal loom because of Kang, the, he who remains uh, dying. And, he basically tells Mobius, look, you have to go get Loki from this time stream before he's dead and gone and pruned. Yeah. So he puts him in this giant, ridiculous outfit, which he looked absurd in. <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> um, 
And yeah, he has to he has to go out. Now people said that also this is like a shout out to the X Men. I don't really buy that. Yeah, I saw that too. Like uh, the, the the door. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a reach. I, I also that's a reach. Thought, I also thought it was a reach. That oh, this is uh, they stole Cerebro's door. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's just just a big fucking door. Yeah, it's a door. Um, it did look similar, but I don't know. it did. But nothing else about it makes any sense. So Mobius goes in. He you know he's he's wearing this aura extractor, and you know it's obviously comes down to the last second as you would expect it to and Loki comes flying and he uh he pulls him in and he's pulled from that uh from the temporal loom he's saved and you know now they can they can figure it out but not before we see what's going on in the future and um Sylvie yep. is uh makes her reappearance and yeah, the he knows that uh, that she still has a role to play. So once Mobius and, and Loki get back together, they're like, "All right, we have to go get her." Um, and they hear that TVA is hunting for her as well, and they, I believe, want to get her first because they always do. Yes. Um, but yeah, we saw past, present, and future all within the same episode. Loki was at risk for being completely lost. Mobius went and saved him. We met up with this uh, this new technician, OB. They got a lot done. Yeah. Uh, right and away. There was a cool um I don't remember if it was the past or the pre or the past or the future, but when I think it was the it was the past. It was uh Kang in a video record of in a recording with uh uh, Ravona Renslayer talking about her work in the multiversal war uh, and how well she did. Um, so they're going to be playing off that uh, relationship most likely in the show. So that'll be cool. That's good. We also saw him uh, Kang in his like comic Kang outfit. Yes, there's a lot of Kang. Uh, the purple and green. Yeah. So still some some shoutouts throughout, and then we had a mid credit scene. First of all, before we talk, before we yeah, I know uh, when I saw them talk about stage of the credits, I was like, oh shit. Um, but I will say, um, I love the end credits music uh, for Loki. So getting back to that really uh, mm-hmm. really made me feel good. I was really interested. In Very mis- mysterious. Yeah, I like the mystery. The show is all about like mystery and. Yeah, figuring out and how we're going to do this. Yeah, exactly. So I, I really like that. Um, and then, yeah, we had a mid credit scene where they're now telling you the year, if it's a branch timeline, if it's the main timeline, um, where. So uh, Sylvie ended up in a branch timeline in 1982 in Oklahoma? Yes. Yes, Oklahoma. I think... Um... Was it Bra- uh, Broxton? Because I was reading that apparently in the comic, that's where Thor created New Asgard. It's a long way from. Norway. I don't know if that means anything, but yeah, maybe in this branch timeline, it will become New Asgard. Yeah, yeah maybe, or it's just a little, little shout out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's a big battle. 
Yeah, she goes to McDonald's and she's just like, I'll take everything as long as it doesn't have a face. That's it. Yeah. Not the best post credit scene, but I'll no, take it. It sets up that now you at least know where she is. Yeah. Gives us gives us a dot on the uh, timeline and, you know, that we know. They're of. looking for her, so you know they have the the hunters are going to be out there looking for her. So. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it. I thought a pretty good, good first episode. I like, like I said, I liked a lot of the mystery and intrigue. Uh, it was it was more of a heavy of that rather than you know more superhero comic booky kind of stuff. Um, but they'll yeah. get to that. Um, I saw people say that so the first four episodes that the first four episodes is like an arc, uh, and it ends the arc ends in episode four, and then I guess the last two episodes complete the season uh, somehow. Um, right. So the next three episodes should continue this kind of I guess like um, arc. I guess like, well, I don't know why I didn't say it again. So uh, so yeah. We'll see. Should be fun. They're probably they'll probably resolve the time slipping and all that, and then the last two will be like, "What do we do with Kang or something?" I think I think the him jumping from the timeline back to the TVA uh, cured him of his time slipping. I'm pretty sure that won't happen again. Yeah. So, but they could always time travel and time and branch hop and stuff like that. So that's cool. I also liked like the the conversation of like. And this goes back to um, last season and how, you know, they're abhorred that they're basically, you know, you know, nuking these timelines and killing these people and ending their lives and ending the whole universe and the branch and stuff like that. And how, like, is that morally right or morally wrong? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the majority of the TVA war room bosses agree that they, they should let the branches branch. And then you, have, you, of course, have the one person with the one evil hunter who are just like, we're not going to let this stand. Right. Yeah, you know, of course, like it wouldn't be if there wasn't any conflict, it wouldn't be any fun. So, yeah, I thought that was all very interesting. Agreed. Yeah, yeah it's fun. But the timeline is out of control. You seen that thing, man? It causes headaches. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Can't wait to watch the next episode on Thursday. And hopefully you'll be here for our next episode next week. Um, check us out on X at InfinityBoxRW. That's where we post all our good things. We have our tweets. Not tweets. They're called posts now, Brian. I'm sorry. We have all our posts oh, yeah, on X. Check us out over there. We're on all the podcast apps. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. You know, you'll see it. It's there. Um, so check us out. Check out my wrestling podcast, at TIR Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, they had an episode this week. I was not on it again. I was working this weekend. Sorry. Had to work. <clears throat> Um, so that was not fun for me, but it was fun for them. And you could check them out on all the same podcast apps plus Spotify. Uh, That is going to do it for us, Brian. Sounds good. I had a great time. Thank you. I as well. So reminder, we'll be back next week for a low key season two, episode two. Um, 
watch it on Disney Plus. Come back here. Check us out. We love you. Bye-bye now. Later.